0: Hey, do you have a high schooler or have a child who will be entering high school in the near future? Do you wonder what you can do to set them up for a successful and rewarding four years? Today's podcast will answer those questions and more. I'm Steve Watson, the Maricopa County School Superintendent. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Extra Credit. It's a podcast of the Maricopa County School Superintendent's Office. And here with me right now is Lori King.
1: Hey, Steve.
0: Hey, Lori. How you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. Um, I actually haven't seen you in a couple days. I've been out of town uh, on a canoe trip. I hear you were rowing down the river. We went about 50 miles and in, in uh, about three days. And so I'm not too sore.
1: And where where were you rowing?
0: We actually were on the Green River in southeastern Utah outside of Moab. Beautiful. And uh, we, we canoed through Labyrinth Canyon. Mm. Uh, there were six adults and 19 kids, uh, teenage boys. And we went down. I had three of my own kids with me, which was phenomenal. My twin boys were in one canoe. And I was in with Ellis, my 13-year-old, in the other canoe, and we just had a blast.
1: That's excellent. That's excellent.
0: Okay, so today we're talking a little bit about we're going to have Lindsey Holbrook on, who is going to talk to us about being a school counselor and just some of the challenges and efforts that we do to help our students navigate high school academically, um, social emotionally, just every component. It's amazing what our school counselors are involved in. They're asked to do so many things. And um, I guess... What have been some of your experiences? I mean, we both have kids who have gone through high school yeah, and are in high school right now. And I guess what are some of your, your shining moments and maybe not so shining, <laughs> moments shining moments with our school counselors?
1: So I was thinking, so I, out of my eight children, I think we have had kids in three Comprehensive, large, comprehensive high schools. We've also because um, we have various uh, special needs in my house. We've had a couple of the smaller, um, more self-contained high schools, and so I was going to kind of take that experience out of it because um, that's a very different and supportive experience. But I think the thing that I'm always um, that's jarring when my kids go from eighth grade to high school is the lack of. It's not just communication, but understanding of who my kid is on campus. All of, you know, especially depending on the size of their elementary school, but even at elementary school, um, so K-5, typically, they'll have one teacher who knows them really well, hopefully. And then in middle school, there's a lot of structures to make sure that they're known pretty well. And my parent-teacher conferences always feel pretty authentic, like we know who we're talking about. I have had multiple experiences at high school where I've been in parent teacher conferences, and it is evident. I don't think they know who I'm who I'm who I'm talking about. It doesn't it probably doesn't help that I don't necessarily look like a lot of my kids. Um, but still, <laughs> they have a name, and that name should be attached to me in the student information system. And so, figuring out how to. Um, get that connection going and that understanding or who should I talk to about how my kid is doing. COVID was a disaster for um, my sophomore, um, a complete disaster and just com- really, really disconnected. Um, I feel like we drug him across <laughs> across the, uh, the line at the end of the year. So, um, But then I've had really wonderful um, experiences when we figure out who the right person is guidance counselors or the school counselors I think is what we are what we the term that we use um, if you can figure out that relationship it's it really makes a big difference because there's all those big high schools your kid could be one of a couple thousand and that is a reality
0: well you know as a teacher it was it was really challenging sometimes uh, especially that first cycle of parent-teacher conferences yeah you know, later in the school year, I had a much better grasp of who the students were, their personalities. And, you know, it's your goal as a teacher to get to know the personality of every single one of your students. And as a high school teacher, you know, if you're, you might be seeing between 150 and some teachers might even be seeing 200 students a day. day. And to try to make that, that personal connection. So for example, I taught six fifths for several years. So I gave up my prep for an additional class. Um, to help build my program, and then I put some additional time in before after school. But at the same time, that increased my workload, which then increased how many students I had to try to get to know on that individual basis. And so I, as a teacher, I did. I absolutely struggled that that first semester getting to know that kid for parent, by the time parent-teacher conferences happened. So maybe I could look at the grade book and talk about, um, you know, I, I could figure out, the story based on the grade book, what they had not hadn't done. Mm-hmm. Um, but unless I had some really close connections with that student up to that point, it took me a little while yeah. to yeah, get to that's know a real challenge. every single person. very valid
1: one, very valid one. Well, our guest today, I think, um, is going to be able to give us... Um, as parents some really good ideas of how to connect in and how to set our kids up for success um, Lindsay Holbrook is at Centennial High School in the Peoria Unified School District she is a 17 year uh, professional school counselor with many many um, experiences under her belt and so I'm really excited uh, to hear from Lindsay today so welcome Lindsay
0: well thank you and you know one of the one of the purposes of this podcast is to bring educational experts and just provide some resources specifically for, for parents and for families about how to navigate you know, the high school experience and the high school career for their students. Um, you know I've got six kids of my own, uh, one who's graduated from high school already and two who are going to be juniors this year. And can you just talk to us a little bit about the role of a school counselor in high school? and how parents can partner with with you, with our counselors, to set our children up for a really terrific experience.
2: I think one of my main central goals is always to help students communicate better with the adults in their lives. And so I have a lot of parents who reach out to me and ask me, what do I do with this? I don't, I don't know how to talk to my student. I don't know how to talk to my kid about this. And so really, I try to caution parents in terms of their approach and trying to be calm and holding a space for their student, making time to talk about what's going on with them. And even with my students, you know, they'll come to me and be like, I'm I don't know what to do. I can't talk to my, my parents about this. And my goal is, and I thought about this morning as I was driving over here, is you know, there's a big word of confidentiality in my um, profession. But I always ask my students, do you want your parents to know this? Can we call them and talk to them together? And that's a partnership, right? So I can't work and have one thing happen at school and then the family doesn't really know about it. I want to make sure we can always have that opportunity to collaborate and communicate and talk and um, sometimes drop some of those barriers that might exist for the students. So in terms of parents, I want them to know that in, when your child comes to high school, it should be full court press in grades 9 and 10. And that means we need you to be involved. We need you to be present. We need you to come to events. Parents need to know that our school building and doors are open. We want to hear from you. Because the parents that um, come and they talk with us, I feel like they have a better sense of what's happening in their students' lives. And yeah, they're getting older. They are wanting more freedom, right? They're wanting more time to figure out and do things on their own. But it doesn't mean parents shouldn't be involved. And it doesn't mean that they can't create a space where they can cultivate, you know, the um, the experience of what's happening in school. Tell me about what's going on in your classes. Uh, let's talk about that project that you did. Um, and so I really want parents to know that they need to know what's happening because I feel like they're going to help their student be a lot more successful.
0: Yeah, that, that's great. And, you know, sometimes I talk to people um, and I have to remind them because sometimes as adults we can tell our students, Um, Hey, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, High school is not a big deal because, um, you know, you're going to graduate. And, you know, in the big scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And I have to remind people, for these kids, it's literally one quarter of their life um, up to this point. You know, if you're 16 years old, four years is a quarter of your life. That's a huge, huge deal. And when you look back at it from 40 years uh, out it may not seem that big of a deal, but when you're in it, it's it's everything. And so, you know, that's, that's huge what you're talking about, being involved, having that full court press, um, going to the events. You know, as a parent who's also an educator, I struggle a little bit because I have a little bit different philosophical view of my students' experience or my kids' experience in high school. For example, you know, I frequently tell them, I don't care what your grade is as long as you're learning something and you're getting something out of the class. And I'm always really nervous because I see high school as this opportunity for, for experimentation academically, right, to I want my student to have every single elective offered at the school so that they can figure out maybe what their passion is before they get into a situation where they have to make those hard decisions and it's a little bit harder to turn around. And so schools just offer so many different opportunities and we have a finite amount of time. You know, how do we how do we balance that? How do we find how do we maybe help our students you know, in that high school moment, figure out um, where they should be experimenting or, or doing different things or getting out of their comfort zone with a class that they never thought that they should take.
2: But the ultimate um, goal is especially in grades nine and 10 is to encourage your child to try new things because it's along that general ways where they're going to find something that maybe they're really going to have a passion for. More an interest in, or even through process of elimination, they're gonna decide, oh, I didn't really like that. But it doesn't mean that you tank your grade and you don't care. <laughs> and grades nine and 10 are so critical, and I keep saying that because a lot of the programming that comes that students have access to, like dual enrollment, which is earning college credit while in high school, or participating in programs like West, Mech, and EVET, they require CSER better in those core academic classes. And so a strong foundation in grades 9 and 10 really do open the doors in grades 11 and 12. And so it's really important that they have a strong foundation. And I love that you're giving that message to, to, to your kids about their grades, because grades are important. And we want them to make the grade. But we also want to make sure that they're learning and they're interested.
0: You mentioned, you, you've talked multiple times now a little bit about that college and career readiness piece, and we, we do. we In education, we talk about college, we talk about career, and sometimes we, we kind of identify students ahead of time who maybe aren't college material, but maybe they really are, or maybe we identify those kids who are, oh, yeah, you know, they need to go to college no matter what, and maybe they would benefit from a few years of some, some experience you know, working in a career, uh, following some passion and, and getting some experience doing different things. And I guess how do you as a counselor just balance that, right? We uh, not try to pigeonhole a student mm-hmm. into a certain category based mm-hmm. on some preconceived notions that we've had. And and maybe how do we we help our parents kind of work through some of those things as well?
2: That's such a tough question because it's all about expectations, right? And many of our students will come into high school, and if we ask the question, who in this room wants to go to college? Well, you're going to have 90% of the kids raise their hands but they don't even know what that means, right? They, they they haven't yet had an experience that lets them know exactly what that looks like, but they hear all the messaging, right? That if you go to college, you're gonna make more money over a lifetime, you're gonna be more successful, all of these things. And that isn't really what it is. It's more that drive and persistence. And so those students that we typically would, would ask, and they would say, I'm college bound. I think they have a certain set of skills, talents, and abilities, and more than anything, persistence. And so I want parents to know that whatever it is that your student wants to do, help them to persist in that area. So if they even tell you in grade nine that maybe they want to go into the military, across the valley, there are great ROTC programs for high school kids. Give them that exposure. It's going to be a process of elimination, especially in my role as a counselor, is I need to really be aware of not being judgmental, and I need to make sure that whatever kids are telling me, I'm holding a space to just listen, embrace, and be enthusiastic, because if the kid says they're interested in something, that's like a really big deal, because a lot of times they'll just say, I don't know, and we don't want to hear that, right? So if they have an interest, let's help cultivate that, embrace that, help them explore it as much as possible. I hope I answered that
0: question. Yeah, no, that was great. I have a son who, um, you know, listening to your children, right? I have a son, he's, I have twins who are going to be juniors this year. And if he says, if you ask him a question and he goes, yeah, that's as excited as he gets about anything. And we jump right on that because usually it's a, 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 I don't care or whatever. But the minute he says, yeah. Yeah. We're on it, yeah, and and we're doing that. Or, or we're but you ge- also need to remain going in that direction. A little
2: calm, right? Because uh, <laughs> if you show too much enthusiasm, does he shut down?
0: Um, no, okay, good. N- no. Uh, he's, uh, we've done this enough that he's he 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 gets it right, and um, so without a doubt. Now, I, I did I felt like I had a little bit of a problem, um, sometimes as a media production teacher, uh, in, in two ways. Number one is sometimes I'd have a parent who'd come to me and say my child wants, and this was, this was kind of before YouTube is what it is. And I'd have a parent come to me and say, you know, my child wants to be a YouTuber and nobody's making money on YouTube. Um, this isn't a viable career moving forward. Um, can you help me talk them out of it? And we could see in my class, at least we were watching YouTubers. Um, you know, we were researching YouTubers and we could see that, uh, the top you know five youtubers are making millions of dollars or whatever and we would watch many many channels um, with little video clips as we were uh... consuming and producing media in my class and so you know uh... sometimes i would I, I have to tell people that uh... frequently we say in education we're preparing students for uh... jobs that don't exist yet but at the same time these students are going to be creating those jobs Based on their desires and their passions. Um, and so they actually do know what the jobs of the future are going to look like because they're the ones that are creating them. And I think we as adults um, raising these kids sometimes miss that perspective a little bit because we we are in our own you know little world and we know what we know.
2: Mm hmm. And I think, you know, parents, I, I'm one of those people that I try not to resist new new things that happen like TikTok and such, because kids are on it before we are. And then if we act like we're not interested, then we're not really supporting that ambition and that creativity. And I really believe kids have, um, we, we're kind of a, a culture of a lot of hustlers right now, right? Like people are out there creating their own uh, jobs and careers and selling stuff on Etsy and doing things on YouTube. It's just fascinating the number of friends that I have with such a deep entrepreneurial spirit. And I love that. So if the kid wants to do those kind of things and they're setting up, I've had students who have uh, t t-shirt businesses, they are making and painting custom made vans and selling them. Um, It's just extraordinary. They come to me and they're like, yeah, I can do that for you or uh, kids that are creative and painting things that are just absolutely amazing with the media. And I love I love that creativity. So if I can support it as a counselor, I certainly do it. Because I agree that there's a lot of careers that I don't even know about. But I'm interested in hearing students tell me all the things that they're learning about. But also always coming back to the core of what can make you a better student, right? So you've got to really help kids a lot with those soft skills, in the in the classroom and in our buildings so they understand how to communicate you know uh be good team players They can follow through with tasks that they're given. They can persist when things get really hard. And so I talk a lot as a counselor when we do lessons, especially in grades 9 and 10, so students find out ways in which they can learn those skills. And a lot of those are going to be through the clubs that they can participate on their campus, leadership opportunities like if they're in band or in in a sport or even in a club where they can run for a position and they're learning some of those leadership skills Um, And then the CTSOs, which are part of our CTE, those are really important experiences. And so I want parents to know that while the school day may start at seven and end around three, we really want your kids to hang out and be a part of other things on campus, because that's generally where they're going to be exploring um, and creating uh, new friendships and new ways to grow themselves outside of the classroom that often is a very fulfilling part of their educational experience. So, if your um, student says, "Hey, I want to be a part of this club," t- please try to help them find transportation, whatever that could be. Um, whether or not it's getting them a bicycle or a longboard, I don't care, because <laughs> keeping them on campus is a big part of those experiences, and to and to really. Let them figure out who they are, because that doesn't always happen in a classroom or with content like math. We would love it to, but we still need them to uh, have those chances where they can.
0: Laurie, thanks for being on the podcast today. It's always al- a pleasure, always a treat, and it was great to have Lindsay. And she really is spectacular. And uh, I, I know that I personally know a lot of counselors with a similar passion. Um, and a similar love for students out there, and so I really do believe that parents should feel confident in sending their students to our local schools and building those relationships with the counselors who are going to help their kids yeah. excel.
1: Yeah, and I can't wait to put some of those strategies into place um, for my kids who are currently in high school, and my youngest is going this year. So
0: absolutely. Hey, Lori, thanks for being here. It's always a treat and a pleasure. All right. And I love listening to Lindsay and have her share just some stories um, and some resources and some tools that we as parents and educators can use to engage our students and make the high school experience as awesome for them as we possibly can. And I'm just excited to share this podcast with the, the families and parents and kids and teachers of Maricopa County.
1: And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MC School Soup.